Welcome to The Heart of the Matter, an Our Place podcast where we look at the issues surrounding homelessness, addiction and mental health on the streets of Greater Victoria. Welcome, I'm Grant McKenzie and welcome to Heart of the Matter, the Our Place podcast. Today I'm joined by Leanne, who is intake coordinator for New Road. Welcome, Leanne. Thank you. It's nice to be here, Grant. Thank you. Yeah, great. So for a lot of our listeners that might not quite know what New Roads is, it's a therapeutic recovery community um, based in the former Youth Custody Centre in View Royal. But could you describe kind of um, what it is, what the program is? Sure. We're a therapeutic, as you said, we're a therapeutic recovery community and we are located in the um, old youth custody center right behind the Victoria General Hospital in View Royal. Um, the The program is uh, runs nine months to 24 months and it's for substance use disorders. And we're, um, we work with people who have moderate to severe um, substance use disorder or addiction, uh, which is common um, talked about as addiction um, and and so we're working with men and men who are over 19 years old and the program itself is um, is modeled um, after San Patriano in Italy and we know that Portugal also has many now therapeutic recovery communities and and it's becoming a model that's used within within the the uh, recovery community the um, worldwide and 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 so the idea behind it is you use community as method. And so when somebody comes into our community, all of the uh, other residents surround that person and help them to, to kind of um, orient into the community and become part of a part of a uh, part of the group so kind of that theory that that you hear or one of the things that you hear that the opposite of addiction is connection and so we know that that it allows people to do their healing work and then once they're here and they've been here for 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 um you know several weeks they start to do a deep dive into what's going on behind their behind their substance use so you know people don't uh, don't start out being being addicts um you know or or having this this um disorder they you know it it really honestly there's a lot goes on for people um it was actually one of the surprises that i that i found as doing the intake work here and and i've talked to over a thousand men now um and and you know the the actual um uh, what I hear consistently is uh, childhood adversity, so trauma in their childhood. And I don't ask that question. It's just something that comes up. And, and so we know that, that you know, um, these, these folks are starting out in, rough, in a rough way in their lives, and, and, uh, and they do end up with addiction. And so their ability to do some of that healing, we have therapists here that have expertise in, in working with trauma yeah, yeah certainly i mean the the people on the street that i talk to you know on a daily basis um i don't think there's any men or women who are on the street that haven't suffered some form of childhood trauma or abuse everything from prenatal to you know sexual physical verbal mental Absolutely. abuse in their lives i mean it's it's all it starts at an early age it's not a 
a choice we make as adults. It's exactly becomes part of it. Uh, you know, often that's um, uh, generational, so intergenerational. It's it's you know, and 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 you know, I'm obviously not blaming parents or or you know anything like that. It's it it is we see a, an intergenerational, so so that's what's happening. So what's the main pathway for um, for someone who ends up on your docket? to right. looking for entrance what would be the some of the main ways that would happen right so um yeah we you know we've been open for for just over four years now so we're a young program um we're 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 starting to be quite well known now and uh people can come in uh to us they can phone me and and i will take that call from the community or email me you know i always most of the people from the community that that find their way here um you know if they're not already connected in with a, a service provider um, they find us on our place website and so you know new roads has a spot on that website we're a program of our place and and um, and so they my my contact information is there and I try and get back to people as quickly as possible you know we we most of the men that we're working with um, they they do come to us through either one of the island health teams like through detox or stabilization through hospital I we have a lot of people that come in through hospital um you know they've overdosed and and they're in hospital and so that's kind of a moment where of clarity that they have a chance to to think about um some treatment options and then also through um through the um BC corrections. So they come to us through uh, uh, mostly VIRCC or the Vancouver Island Regional Correctional Center, um, where I go out every week and interview men in the correctional center um, for uh, that are that are considering or wanting treatment. And we work very closely with the the um, court, the courts here, and and um, and they help to to uh, make that possible. Yeah, I've always found it quite interesting. The, um, the breadth of the clientele. Like I remember um, there was one person there who needed um, some extensive surgery, but they had to be sober for a certain period of time before the doctors would agree to do that. And then, so, so that's definitely the, the health system and that's kind of the kit for someone to get sober. It's uh, then the prison and of course from the community, it's, it's quite something. Mm -hmm. What does success look like at New Roads and how does it differ from other other programs right right that's a that's a great question and and something that we often um, talk about our amongst ourselves not only the staff but also the 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 whole community the residents here as well you, you know so so success so you know one of the things that was a, a surprise to me when when I started to work here was the extent of the medical needs of people coming in the, the physical um, needs and and I think it was something that we probably underestimated or or didn't consider the extent of that when we were when we were um, planning this program and and um, so you know success is that we uh, help ten people complete their hepatitis C um, treatment last year um, you know very expensive treatment that is not available to somebody who's on on you know living um, without 
without housing. Um, you know, but, you know, I, I often uh, think about we I mean, we graduate when people graduate from here, we do a big celebration and we, you know, there's a blanket ceremony and it's and it's quite, you know, uh, quite a, a, an event. Um, but, you know, when you think about people being here, um, you know, 30, 60, 90 days, which is your average treatment center that you would find on the island here. You know, we're we're way up around, you know, 80% of our people stay that long. And then, you know, and then and then on from there. But um, you know, I when when I think about success as a frontline worker and, and what touches my heart when it comes to success, we, we have a morning meeting this morning, somebody stood up and said they were they've been um, substance free for 10 months, somebody else said six months. Um, these are people who have lived on the, the streets for decades. Um, they're they're you know, they're people that I met at at our place downtown. Um, you know, I think of one person that I that I, I came downtown and, and did and was helped by the staff at our place and um, in the drop in there. And, and when I showed up, he was so far under the influence that he was sitting in the middle of the sidewalk. You know, we helped him move inside. He didn't come in that day, but, you know, he ended up in hospital and he came in. He's graduated. He's now working full time. He's, you know, he's reunited with his family. It's this is what's happening happening here is that you know people are that have had as i said decades on the on the street are are you know when we they either come in through hospital they come in through sometimes they come in through corrections but they're all the same people you know it's just where we where we catch them in the cycle yeah. it certainly seems like new roads gives the the hope end of the spectrum you know i mean we talk about hope a lot, you know, and, and hope can yeah. just be getting someone off the sidewalk into a nice warm place where they can have a cup of coffee and a conversation. Yeah. And then the end result or the end of that rainbow is hopefully graduating from, from new roads. It's, yeah. it's quite spectacular. It must give you a real sense of joy when you see those graduates, when you see those the evolution of uh, the, the people that come there. Yeah, I mean, words don't even describe what what we get to see here and the miracles that are happening here and, and, you know, the appreciations of the family, but the people themselves, they just change from when they come in to when they when they leave and and you know we see it you know at the beginning when they're here in the program they're they're very they're pretty self-centered and as as addiction and recovery goes you know very self-centered and what can i get it's it's kind of that um scarcity mentality and and you know and then and then something will happen here where some one of the other residents will end up in the hospital or something and they'll say oh i i i sure hope they're going to be okay and it's like oh compassion okay so now you're starting to care about yourself and the other people in the program your peers and then they start to care about themselves their peers and the whole community and and the running of the community the residents run the community here so they do all the maintenance here they do all the we have an as you know grant uh, but for for the purpose of this we have an extensive garden here we have chickens beehives um you know we have uh, a kitchen that you know that 
that the, the residents partake in. We do have a chef here and he teaches the residents how to cook. Everybody that comes into our program has to do time, has to do um, a stint in the, our kitchen so that they know how to cook when they leave. Um, you know, sometimes it's rehabilitation, but a lot of times it's habilitation. They've never learned any of any of this. They don't know how to be. And, and so it's teaching that and learning that. And that's those are the miracles. Those are the successes. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've noticed that um, you've just recently opened up a new sort of children's area for when, when, when family comes to visit. Um, is that one of the main motivations for people is reconnection with family? Is that one of the reasons why they want to go into recovery? A lot of times I hear, it, it depends really, um, we, and, and surprisingly, um, a lot of times people coming in from the BC Corrections stream, um, I hear they want to reunite with their children. Uh, it's it's mostly their children that people people are interested in. People that have been on living rough on the street for a long time, it's it's mostly they're looking for reunification with their um, with their family of origin. Although they don't, uh, it doesn't always emerge as a motivator. Like that's not the first thing that they tell me when I talk to them. It's when they've been here a while and they see other people, their peers reuniting with their families, um, you know, and then, and then they're like, well, I wouldn't mind calling my sister, or my dad, or my, you know, my mom. And, and I mean, you know, these are relationships that quite frankly, they burn down, you know, like they're, they're honestly, they, there's so much damage in those relationships. And because it's such a long program, the, you know, they can earn back the trust of their families. That leads me to um, what happens if someone um, relapses or, or, or mm -hmm. I don't want to say fails on the program because, <laughs> you know, they do have some, but um, who, who leaves the program? Um, right. early right right so um you know there's there's different there's different ways that people leave our program so if if somebody um uh, uses drugs inside of our program they are asked to leave the program if they and or if there's a violence in our program somebody doesn't um uh isn't able to um uh regulate their emotion around anger um, we will ask them to leave the program um, that it happens rarely that you know we don't see that very much here the um, when people leave early and one of the one of the um, uh, things that that I hear is I've got this and you know the truth is they don't they don't got this <laughs> you know they leave the program and usually within a week or two weeks i'm hearing from them uh they're wanting to come back almost i would say maybe between 85 and 90 percent of the time that happens it's it's high and so um we we do have a policy here that um you know you need to be out of the program for six weeks before you can reapply and um and that is so people are, are it's very clear you you know you can't go out and kind of have a party for the weekend and come back on monday uh, that's not the way the program works and and they're responsible to the other other um uh, community members. Um, so, you know, they reapply and um, we bring it back to the whole community. So we bring it back to all of the residents, all of the staff, and we say this person has um, wants to come back. 
And here's what they said. Here's what they said happened. Here's what they, they're committing to going forward. Here's what they would like the community to hear. And we make a decision as a community. I mean, you know, the staff has the has the final. Obviously, we're not putting that on the residents, but but it it comes with everybody's input into the process. Many people yeah. have have been here more than once. And and what happens when someone um, successfully graduates the program? What's the what's the next step for them? Yeah. So by the time somebody's left our program, they're in the fourth phase, and by that time they've um, they've developed a a um, sober community or a, a um, uh, recovery community outside of our program. So they're going to meetings, whatever they are, the AANA Smart Recovery. They have a Sponsor. So they're already connected into the recovery community and the alumni from our program. They come back and take people to meetings. And um, so they have a whole community around their recovery. They have, um, they're working either part-time or full-time or they're going to school. So they've got something to do during the day um, and they've got housing. So we help them with housing. Sometimes they go into our second stage housing, which is called JMAC House. And that is only available to graduates from our program. People who need a little bit more support, they're not quite ready to go out into market rent. Um, but many people um, have now reunited with their children and they, they go back and, and are able to, you know, be in market rent and be with their children. Um, it's a it's a very good day at New Roads when we have graduate when we people are graduating. Uh, for example, in January, we had two individuals who graduated our program and um and you know and they're both working full-time they're both very involved in the recovery community um they they both one went to market rent, rent and one went to jmac house and so you know they're but they're connected we kind of do have a forever connection here they can always reach back in we have a continuing care provider here that reaches out to people yeah i think that's great and, and i also know that uh, a lot of your Graduates and people in your program um, work with um, another our place program, our workplace, and and get into employment through that. And so there's a real symbiosis between all the programs. I think is. Uh, really cool to see yeah they definitely do and it, and it makes a difference because you know there's there's people need to be comfortable where they are you know if if you know if somebody is has lived for decades you know rough on the street and they go into a a, a workplace where everybody's in suits and ties I mean, it's almost a setup for failure for that person. You know, we, we really try and work with people to to ensure their their success as best we can. We don't have crystal balls, so obviously we can't tell for sure. But um, but we've seen some amazing successes here. Excellent. Well, uh, anything I've missed? Yeah, the one, you know, the one thing that I would say is that it is taking the whole community to do this, as you, you've kind of alluded to, and, and, and it takes the, you know, the, um, the island health teams, it takes the teams at the R Place, um, all the sites that, you know, we work with Kool-Aid Society, we work with a lot of different teams to make this happen. What we know is that, you know, for somebody to be in prison for a year, to be in treatment costs is half the cost. So, you know, it has 
has a good economical value as well as, um, you know, the money that's saved, the person isn't going into hospital every, you know, every month or every two months and, um, and, and, or, you know, losing their lives. Well, thank you very much for joining me today, Leanne, and I wish you much success with the program. Thanks so much for having me, Grant. You've been listening to the Heart of the Matter podcast. For more information about our place and the vital programs and services provided to the Greater Victoria community, please go to www.ourplacesociety.com. Our Place is a registered BC charity. You can donate by visiting the website or by calling 250-940-5060. Help us to bring hope and belonging to those in need.